Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam and I'm laughing. Sorry. I'm Kim and I'm laughing too. <laughs> And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about laughter and making sense <laughs> of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms really not very helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. Kim, I got to tell you. The other day I was talking, I think it was Chris Hogpin. Hey, Chris, the fantastic creator of Number Hive. And oh, he said, yes. you don't, he said, yeah, we love Number yes, Hive, right? Yes. Um, in fact, my kid and I played it a ton the other day. And he was, <laughs> he's so funny. This is the one who's going into AI, uh -huh, computer uh -huh. science research. And um, he's like, his question was, I wonder how he created his hexagons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. Programming hexagons is super tricky. Anyway, it just went on. Um which is kind of funny because I had just created a hexagon, hexagonal grid in in, uh, in Illustrator. Anyway, so I was kind of, I was feeling this pain. But Chris, back to the point here, I'm all over the place. Chris said to me, you don't pre-record your intros and outros. <laughs> nope. I, and, and I was like, no, we we re, we re-say them every time. He's like, I love that because I'm always listening. Like, is oh. it going to, well, there, there you go, Chris. Today, today, that one was for you because I was laughing as the recording was starting and then I just couldn't pull <laughs> Most it Most days we're just trying to pull it together. Okay. Hey, hey so um, we got a uh, review, which I super love. It's my favorite thing to, to see. Yay, reviews, people. Yes, more reviews, it. more it reviews. Spread so the happy. word. Spread the word. But leave nice ones. <laughs> Those Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> So this was short and it says, this is an amazing capital letter podcast. I love it so much. And it really helps Woo. my fifth grade brain, which Pam, oh, and it's, it's from three, uh, sorry, seven, eight, three, five, nine, seven, three, seven is the user who shared that with us. So, but listen, <laughs> when I saw that, I thought my fifth grade brain, now it could be, you know, it's, it's summer maybe for some people. And so maybe it's my fifth grade teacher brain. But what if it's a fifth grader who listens? We that happens, right? We have several people who say, "I listen in the car oh, with my kids." Oh, that would be so, cool. Yes. Uh, seven eight three five nine seven three seven. I kind of hope you're a fifth grader, and we love <laughs> that you listen. Thank you so much. That would be super cool. Yeah. So, um, and it's and it's fantastic that your name is you seven eight three fast. five nine seven three seven. Um, good job. 
Well, it helped that you put spaces between them. Like in my notes right here, I've got, I've got them written so I can actually see. Um, but, but I wonder if there's like a pattern in those numbers. Right. Like, like, so contact us seven, eight, three, five, nine, seven, three, seven, and tell us why Probably you chose those generated. numbers. We're super curious, especially if you're a fifth grader. <laughs> we still, sure. we still like you if you're a fifth Thank grade teacher, but it would be, you know, because, and so we would love to hear, love to hear from everybody. It helps others, um, find the podcast and then we can keep spreading the word. Hey, Kim, I think we hit, in fact, I know we did. We so hit half a million, fun. um, downloads the other day. That's really so cool. that was really fun. That was a good, yeah. good benchmark. Bam. Ago, yeah. uh, it was actually quite a, it wasn't just the other day. It was a few days. Yeah. A while ago, but, um, yeah, we, yay. Yay for that. Cool. Super cool. Um, okay. So let's get started. In the last episode, we started talking about two major ways to compare fractions by looking at the numerator and by looking at the denominator. And I think maybe those aren't super uncommon for teachers to mm-hmm. share with their students. Um, and those examples are doable. They're figure outable, but we are going to suggest that some others are as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some other ways that we can compare fractions. And then if you want, you could hang them on a clothesline. We talked about clothesline math a little bit last time. I think we might emphasize that a little less today, more just the reasoning. Um, so Kim, I'm going to give you a few problems. Okie dokie. Yep. Okay. First problem. What is bigger, nine eighths or six sevenths? Nine eighths or six sevenths? Which one's bigger and how do you know? Uh, nine eighths is bigger because... Um, nine eighths is more than one whole. Eight eighths is a whole. So nine one eighths is more than that. And six sevenths is a little bit less than a whole because seven sevenths would be a whole. So six six is less than a whole. So six sevenths is less than a whole. Mm-hmm. So nine eighths, and nine is, eighths is greater than a whole. Yeah. Yep. So nine eighths is bigger than six yep. sevenths. Cool. Next yep. problem. So Kim, what's bigger Two fifths or four sevenths? Two fifths or four sevenths? Which ones? Oh, those are kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, how would you two fifths. Them? Okay. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, oh, two fifths <laughs> is a little bit less than a half. So two and a half fifths would be a half. Equivalent to a half. So two is, uh, I, I like okay. literally wrote an L. Two fifths is less than a half. And four sevenths is more than a half. Because three and a half sevenths would be equivalent to a half. So two fifths is a little less than a half, four sevenths a little more than a half. And I think you asked me which one's more. So four sevenths would be more. Nice. So kind of similar to the problem before where nine eighths yep. and six sevenths, you compared to one, the number one, this time you compared two fifths and four sevenths to one half. And that was since one was smaller than one half and the other one was bigger than one half, then you could compare that way based on that comparison of one half. <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, when you were, when you were talking, um, I was kind of writing like a clothesline math, like we did in the last episode. And I wrote, as soon as you said one half, I wrote it down and you said something about, um, two fifths being less. So I wrote it to the left. And then you said, because two and a half fifths is equal to one half. So I wrote yeah. two and a half fifths under the one half. So I could kind of see two fifths and then one half and two and a half fifths are in the same place. And then further to the right, I wrote four sevenths. And then you said, because three and a half sevenths is one half. So I wrote that underneath the one half as well. So now my one half looks like one half, two and a half fifths and three and a half sevenths. Yeah. You know, Kim, that really brings out a point that came out in the workshop last week where people um, said, this is not only, we're not only learning fractions, but we're also getting better at multiplication and division and 
and and and even additive thinking like and big time equivalents but being able to like think about two and a half fifths and three and a half sevenths um has a lot it, it's not just fractions like we're really thinking about fractions multiplicatively which is so important because they are multiplicative not about counting the numerator and counting the denominator and saying we're done with fractions we got to do more than that okay cool next question how about okay i can't even read my own writing five eighths or 13 sixteenths how would you compare those five eighths or 13 sixteenths um, you know what? The first thing I thought when you said five eighths was like immediately I went, okay, we're a little more than a half. And then when okay. you 13 sixteenths, I went, okay, we're still more than a half. So <laughs> okay, the so half is not super. Trying to compare to a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but if I think about comparing to three fourths, um, six eighths is equivalent to three fourths. Mm-hmm. Five eighths is a little bit less than three fourths. Okay. And twelve sixteenths is three fourths. So thirteen sixteenths would be a little more than three fourths. So I have one that's a little less than three fourths and one that's a little more than three fourths. So which which one's uh greater? Thirteen sixteenths is greater. Cool. So if you were on a number line, which one would you see first coming from the left? Five eighths. Because that's smaller. So five eighths. So on my on my number line, the closed line that I've kind of written on my paper, I've got five eighths. And then next I have three fourths and I have six eighths and I have twelve sixteenths all lined up in the same spot. And then next to that I have thirteen sixteenths. So I can kind of compare the five eighths to the six eighths and the twelve sixteenths to the thirteen sixteenths. Nice. So it seems really um, helpful in all three of these problems that you could compare to um, a, a common nice fraction, a benchmark fraction. Yeah, Does that absolutely. sound yep. like kind of what you did? A little did? more, a little less. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Super cool. Okay, Kim, cool. Next problem. How would you compare five-sixths and four-fifths? Five sixths and four fifths. Which one's greater? Five or how would you compare them? How do they relate? Um, okay, so the first thing I notice is that they are. Ooh, how to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them are a unit fraction away from the whole. So four fifths is just one fifth away from a whole, and five sixths is just one sixth away from a whole. Oh. And how's that helpful? So. So if I put them on a number line and I think about starting at a hole, like the one, um, and I want to go back the fifth mm-hmm. to write, I'm drawing. So if I'm going to go back a fifth to record where four fifths would be, mm-hmm. or I go back a sixth to record where five sixths would be, mm-hmm. then five sixths would be closer to the hole. It's only a sixth away. From a hole. Cool. It, it's it's away from hole. Mm-hmm. and it sounds like to be able to do that, it's kind of like what we did in the last episode. You needed to be able to compare one fifth and one sixth, right, to see how far back from the hole you were going to go. And then once you kind of land, if you went back a smaller bit, one sixth is smaller than one fifth. If I'm sharing with six people, I get less. Or if six of us are sharing, I get less than if five of us are sharing, right? 
So one sixth is smaller than that smaller one sixth went, went not as far back from the one. Therefore the five six was closer to the one. Yeah. And there's so many good things that are happening here because, you know, at the same time, I'm thinking about four fifths as four one fifths and five six as five one six. So I'm thinking about basically a scale up from the unit fraction. That's, that's one thing that's mm. happening. Then I'm also mm-hmm. comparing a fifth and a sixth. So I'm getting a, a really good understanding of the relationship between amounts of unit fractions. And then mm-hmm. I, and then I stuck in a number line in order to think about like proximity to one and what it looks like to be a little bit less than one in varying amount, like in the versus a sixth of it or a fifth of it away. So mm-hmm. within that one question of comparing fractions, I'm kind of wrestling with a lot of fraction understanding. And building in that yes. wrestle, that grapple, building that fraction understanding even better. And now we can have kids that can actually reason with fractions and not just uh, repeating those crazy rules. Yeah. Nicely yeah. done. All right, Kim, I think I have one more for okay. you. How would you compare three-fourths and 29 thirtieths. Um, so actually I like this problem better than the one you gave me. So three fourths is a fourth away from a whole. Mm-hmm. And 29 thirtieths is one thirtieth away from a whole. So they're both almost a whole. Uh, but 29 thirtieths has to be bigger because it's just like a little sliver, a thirtieth to get to that hole. And just, it's like, it's a tiny, yeah. Oh, yeah. And three fourths. And the three fourths yeah. is a whole fourth. It's yeah. a whole fourth yeah. away from the hole. Clear, clear, clear that, that three fourths plus that one more big whole fourth to yeah. get to the, yeah. to yeah. the unit. Nice. It's a bit of a mind twist, eh? Yes, it is. It is. So you're thinking about, uh, which one has a smaller amount to get to the hole? Yeah, or or another way of thinking of it is which unit fraction is smaller, therefore yeah. it's therefore it's backs back less from the hole, therefore the twenty nine thirtieth, since since one thirtieth is smaller than one fourth, then twenty nine thirtieths is gonna be bigger than three fourths because it's so much closer to the it's only it's a smaller unit fraction away from the from the hole, from the one. And and this is Ooh. like a, a perfect example of how I'm super clear in my head about like I can picture it, I know it without without question, but but it's easy to get tangled up in your words when you're trying to justify it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so models can be right. really helpful right. and, and verbalizing it and getting, get, get the words out tangled and, and have the person go, wait, what? And, and, and back and forth and forth and back until we all get more, gain more clarity. And let's be clear. That is one reason why we use symbols. Right. We use symbols to represent these complex ideas. What we, what, what doesn't work to, to mentor mathematicians is to just give kid this kid, just give kids the symbols and expect that all this deep meaning will come with the symbol. We have to build that deep meaning and represent it with the symbol. Okay, cool. Hey, Kim, I'm going to tell you when we were preparing to film building powerful fractions, uh, my husband and I, um, we have a, a weekly date night. We go to our little, um, a handy dandy 
Tex-Mex place around the corner. It's called Garcia's uh, super good chips and salsa. Uh, we actually, we actually had some queso the other yeah. day. I know you'd appreciate that, Kim. Right. Your I queso, all. right? Chips, salsa, queso, not guacamole. <laughs> there you go. There you- Never. No, Never. not. Yeah, that's right. You don't like guacamole. I'll take the guac <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll take, really, I'll take it all. You won't have the guac. Anyway, as we were um, eating our chips and salsa and, and guac and uh, queso the other day at Garcia's, he and I were talking about some of the things um, that we were doing in the workshop. And he reminded me that when I met him, uh, he I th- he said something like, yeah, oh. fractions are stupid. <laughs> I only, I turn everything to decimals and I do it all in decimals. But the more that he and I have um, well, been married and the more that we have talked and as he did some of the fraction tasks, because he's like curious what we were doing. And so we were doing them over chips and salsa um, at, at dinner. The more that we were doing, it was so interesting that he said, so I could actually think in fractions. I don't have, now, now I don't have to think in decimals. I can, I can think in decimals, but I can also think in fractions. So y'all, if that's you, if you've kind of been stuck in one way that fractions have not been so figure outable for you, bam, like let's continue to think and reason. Um, like last episode where we really focused on if you have the same numerator, the same number of pieces, then you can talk about the size of the piece. And if you have the same denominator, the same size of piece, then you can talk about the number of pieces. Or today, where we really compared to a benchmark, a benchmark fraction, benchmark number, and use that comparison. Or where we can think about if, um, if you're just one unit fraction away from the whole, that you can use that to compare. You can use these big ideas to really reason about fractions because fractions are figure outable. One thing you need to know that it's not real math when you're just doing a bunch of rote memorized procedures, but fractions are actually reasonable and figure outable. Thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figure Outable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com and keep helping us spread the word that math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.